week because we're declaring what we believe he is. Just remain standing just for a few moments because on uh, page 1380 you'll find Daniel chapter 9, in my Bible anyway, and uh, it says this, in the first year of Darius, son of Xerxes, a Mede by descent, he was made ruler over the Babylonian kingdom. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood from the scriptures. I looked at the scriptures and I understood something. According to the word of the Lord given to Jeremiah the prophet, that the desolation of Jerusalem would last 70 years, so I turned to the Lord and pleaded with him in prayer and petition, in fasting and in sackcloth and ashes, I prayed to the Lord my God and confessed, O Lord, great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant of love with all who love him and obey his commands. We've sinned. We've done wrong. We've rebelled. We've turned away from your laws. And then Daniel goes on into this long prayer. Until you get to verse 23, and it says this, Daniel, I've come to give you insight and understanding, and as soon as you began to pray, an answer was given, as soon as you began to pray, an answer was given. This is Gabriel talking, just lift your hand up with me and say, as soon as you began to pray, an answer was given, (laughs) which I've come to tell you, for you are highly esteemed. Isn't it great what God thinks of us? You're highly esteemed. You're highly esteemed. Today, I'm going to talk about praying for a breakthrough. Now, there's a guy called Joel Osteen. He's He's so handsome as a pastor. Man, I look at him and I think, God, you missed me out with that, you know, who, who, who said no there? Thank you, brother Kevin. Kevin, you are now exalted to the high deaconship. You know, but one of the things that uh, Pastor Joel does, he's, he holds his Bible and says, this is my Bible, I'm going to receive it. So, you know what, I'm going to just copy him. I'm just going to say, would you say after me today, Lord, whatever you've got to say, from your word, I receive it. Amen. Please take your seat. We've been giving out outlines. If you would like an outline, just wave your hand and one of our green-shirted wizards will just come and give them out. Did I say wizards in church there? You know, and uh, they'll just run down and give you an outline. If you're not used to filling anything out, I'll, I'll just point it out when it comes and so on. Um, in fact, if you'll pass me mine, Kathy, wherever I put mine. And, um, and so if you'll fill it out, that'd be great because uh, the shortest pencil is longer than the longest memory. So you can take a few things down here. I'll, I'll kind of coach you through it as I go. Now, over these last few weeks, I've been wanting to be spiritual coach about praying. Today, we're going to be talking about praying for a breakthrough just for a few minutes. Have you got what I call uh, a treacle place in your life? 
You know how treacle's made? They burn down, uh, you burn off sugar cane. Uh, when you burn sugar cane, that's how you make sugar. And then they boil it again, and uh, treacle or molasses is made from that second burning. Most of the, the sweetness is gone, but it's just this thick, syrupy um, kind of goo. Uh, you know, and, that, and that's how treacle is made. It, it's like, it's not as sweet as sugar, but it's just thick and horrible. And you might have a kind of place in your life that is like your treacle place. Uh, the sugar's gone out of it, and it's just hard work. Have you heard of the phrase, it's like running through treacle? You know, and you might just have a, a place in your life where you have said, you know, this is just hard work here. Uh, you know, I've had moments like that in my life of you where, you know, something's quite difficult. I'm quite stuck. I've been praying about something and, and nothing seems to happen. And the temptation in those moments is to kind of question God, isn't it? Is to kind of say, what are you up to, Lord? Surely I've served you. I've, I've been faithful and surely this shouldn't be like this. And today what I want us to learn is the stamina part of praying the, the mature part of praying, where we pray and, and break through. Daniel, in this passage, he was a man, he'd been in captivity, so, so much so, you know, they changed his name to mean Baal worship is great. What did he change your name to say, you know, some sort of idol rather than being called what, what you're called? You know, and uh, he, he was there, he, he was taken into captivity when he was about 15, as a teenager, and then he was there, you know, in the 70 years of being stuck in a, in a situation. And then Daniel prayed, but then a visitation came and a breakthrough happened. He got a revelation and a breakthrough. But I just want to quickly mention something. Can I mention that when we talk of breakthrough, we're often talking about our comfort or something breaking through in our lives or we getting a big answer for us. And, and that's all appropriate and that will happen. I want to kind of coach you through that a little bit today. But breakthrough it, for God is often that we break through into his mission purposes as well. That our serving and our, our mission with God goes up. Uh, on your outline, the point one is that uh, we are, we, when we pray, thy kingdom come, we must be on God's mission. You know, we're praying your kingdom come, not, Lord, your kingdom means I'm going to get what I want. Actually, your kingdom come means I'm going to go on what your will is for my life and the mission that you have called me to. Over the weekend, over this past week, I went to see that new film, 1917. It's a really interesting film because it's shot with one camera. You know, I wonder, the cameraman must have been like worn out at the end of the film because he's like, oh, he's following all the action around. You know, it was just one camera. And so it's quite a really interesting film. But basically, no spoilers, okay, no spoilers. But basically, the film is you've got a mission. And you have to follow it through right to the end. And all the things and the obstacles that you are going to overcome during that mission, but you carry on to the end. That's basically what the film's about. So I haven't spoiled it, have I? You won't waste your money if you go. You know, so, 
Uh, what I want to say to you is, are you on a mission? Because we often talk about breakthrough as far as, God, give me a breakthrough. And what we mean is, God, I need to come back into a comfortable space. Pray for, praying for breakthrough really is about positioning ourselves to cooperate with God. God, I'm going to cooperate with you. Hey, listen, you made it through the storm today, so you might as well uh, kind of really engage and say, well, I'm going to get something today. Can I hear an amen, church? You know what I mean? You, you're here now. So, so you, you look great, by the way. You don't look bedraggled in any way. You've, you've really ha handled this storm really well. But when you want to pray through a breakthrough, you're, it's kind of a, and it is a mental, spiritual positioning to say, God, I want to be on the mission that you've called me to. Listen, the reason that many of us are stuck is because we want God to sort everything else out in our lives, and then we'll go on mission. And what God is saying is, actually, Start moving into the mission that I have, and some of those other things are going to clear and break. So can we get it that way, way around, that we need to sell out for the mission of God and let things fall into place? On your outline, just write these little things. If you say, well, what's the mission of God? Am I supposed to win Birmingham? Let me say these words. These are very familiar to you. Care, prayer, share. Did you care for somebody this week? Did you pray for somebody this week? Did you share something this week? That's a mission. Could you do that? Can I hear an amen? Can you know, speak to me this morning? I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in a, I need a lot of affirmation this morning, okay? Care. Can you care for somebody? Can you pray for somebody? Can you share with somebody? If you're thinking, I don't know what the mission of God is. Wow, that's a big concept. Care, prayer, share. Is that okay? You know, so, you know, if you get into that, and, and break through, then God's going to start breaking through in some areas. Today, I want to share with you how Daniel prayed for his breakthrough. But here's a real key for change, and it'll be number two on your outline there. A real key for change is a mental one. It's a mental one in your thinking. In some cases, it'll be like a stronghold that you have to tear down. Are you ready? Breakthrough only happens when you seek for it. Actually, breakthrough only happens when you seek for it. It's a key foundational truth to breakthrough prayer. Now, I don't know about you, but I've put up with some things in my life. I, I've had an untidy shed for a year. And, you know, I'm putting up with it. Well, what are you putting up with? You know, we stop seeking for change and seeking for a breakthrough because we just kind of accept, well, that's how life should go. And actually, Daniel, even in this situation, said, you know, I've lived here a long time, Lord, but I'm not putting up with it. I'm not putting up with it. I, I want to break through. And I want to ask you, is there something that you're just putting up with? And that you've actually acquiesced to it. That you've said to yourself, well, that's just the way it should be. You see, the Bible says we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. 
And this is what, that's a pretension in your life. Oh, you should just put up with it. It's a, it's a something that says, you know what, this is the pretend, this is the reality that you need to accept. And I want to just kind of challenge that in the spirit a little bit today. You know, that the pretension says you're stuck and you have to put up with it. But the, uh, but the actual key foundational truth is, is if you seek for a breakthrough and stop and don't stop seeking for a breakthrough, eventually it will come. Now, for some of you, that's going to take a faith stretch. You've sought for some things a long time. And so well, let's coach a bit this day, today about perhaps some ways around about how you've been seeking. But can we put a foundation in this morning? Unless you seek for a breakthrough, it won't come. It's really key. Now, let me quickly say this. Some people are miserable unless everything's perfect in their lives. Have you met folks like that? Don't look around right now. Don't look from side to side in any way. Don't go, yeah, that's you. Don't do that. You know, but maturity in Christ says, I can operate in Christ-like character. I can, I can still do some things for you. I can still have joy. Uh, and I can do and, and have fervor in my life, even though everything's not perfect. Have you ever met people who throw the baby out with the bathwater? Oh, God, until you sort this out, I'm just going to be miserable. That's not it. I'm not saying today that we have to pray until everything's perfect in our lives and then we can move on. There are some things in our city, there are some things in our nation, there are some things around our lives that, that are going to be long-term things. And in these, we seek for God. We, we want to move. But that doesn't stop us still operating in joy and in good Christ-like character, even if some things aren't perfect. Breakthrough and praying through for a breakthrough is a repositioning of our mind not to accept that everything should be there. But at the same time, we carry on in Christ and enjoy all of his benefits in the wait. And that's the hard thing about being a Christian sometimes. Saying to yourself, saying to your soul, in the wait, I will yet praise you, God. Has anybody got some things that you're waiting for? I've got people in my family that I'm waiting for them to be saved. Have you? You know, am I going to every single day focus on what God hasn't done or do some things that God is asking me to do? But at the same time, I'm not going to be shallow and ignore what isn't yet. That it's that maturity to say, in the wait, I am going to serve you, God. And I'm not going to be miserable if everything isn't perfect. But let me categorically say today, God is the God of the breakthrough. God is the God of change. God is the God who transforms lives. God is the God who solves situations. You know, I'm going to keep saying these statements until somebody gets anointed here and says hello. Amen. God is the God of the breakthrough. That is true. And so in saying that caveat of don't be miserable while you're waiting, what I'm not saying is just put up with it. Because in the Lord, as I was preparing this message, and I can say this confidently in the Lord, 
you are not supposed to be putting up with all that you're putting up with. I think that's a word for somebody today. I think that's a word to your heart. I'm not being overly dramatic. I just feel like in the Lord, the Lord just, you know, sometimes when I prepare, it's kind of the Lord highlights the sentence. And the sentence would be this. You're not supposed to put up with everything you're putting up with. You need a breakthrough. So let's pray for a breakthrough. Number one, if you're going to pray for a breakthrough, you need to seek a scriptural mindset. Number one, if you're going to pray for a breakthrough, seek a scriptural mindset. As you pray, you have to make sure that you've consulted the scriptures as Daniel did about things. I'm going to show you a YouTube film in a moment that was shown in the uh, commercial break in the Super Bowl. But look at verse 2 there. It said, I, Daniel, understood the scriptures according to the word of Jeremiah, the prophet, uh, the prophet that the de- desolation of Jerusalem would last 70 years. Could you imagine if he'd not sought the scriptures and there'd be prophets saying, oh, it's going to be over soon, it's going to be over soon. And Daniel's going, but the Bible says that it's going to be 70 years. Have you read Jeremiah, by the way? Oh, man, it's a hard book. Talk about the weeping prophet. Does anybody, I mean, come on, let's be honest. It's hardly a rip-roaring, adventurous read, is it? You know, let's just be honest. Jeremiah's great. It's authoritative scripture. I'm not saying anything against you, Jeremiah, but when I get to heaven, I'm going to go, whoo, buddy, you could have lightened up. But for some of us, we just like the good bits. We're not pressing through. You see, he was willing to study some of the good, some of the hard bits and get a scriptural mindset and say, well, what does the Bible say about what I'm going through? You see, this is my point. Some of us are trying to pray for a breakthrough and we are not hearing what the word says about our situation. And until you do that, sometimes our prayers, God's saying, well, I can't answer that because my Bible says this. Have a look at the screen and just watch this uh, little YouTube film because I want to just point something out to you about culture. This is played in the middle of the Super Bowl. They're calling this the book that could change your life. And they're calling him the living proof. So, Ali, can this book solve any problem? Absolutely. What about loneliness? Page 40. New couch, new friendships. I hate people. Page 100. Ali, help us. We've grown apart. Page 27. My life is a mess. The answer you see is on page 48. Page 16. Bedroom. Thanks to page 243, the talks have resumed. Yes, Ali, what is the answer to life, the universe? 
cars and everything. Page 42. Now, some of you are going to be amused. Some of you are going to be offended. I'm kind of a bit sad. The IKEA book, the answer to everything, page so-and-so, get a new couch and it'll solve your loneliness. See, that's the promise of the world. The promise of the world is stuff your life with things and it will solve your problem. And can I just say, I've got another book in my hand. And on page 1,636, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Let me just turn over to page 1,870 that says, Cast all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Humble yourself, therefore, under God's mighty hand, and he will lift you up in due time. You see, I've got another book that is the answer to life, and unless you know it, you're going to be in the Ikea book thinking that things that you stuff in your life are going to be the answer to you. Can I just go back to page 1120 where it says, this is what the Lord says, he made you and formed you in the womb and he will help you. There's a book that you need to get into so that you can know what life is about. Now you know this. And when I look at the Ikea advert, I think, what? I can't even believe you're saying that. But then when I look at us as Christians, sometimes we pray and we haven't consulted the book. We need a scriptural mindset if we're going to have any sort of breakthrough. Jesus said in John 15, verse 7, if you remain in me, And my words remain in you. Ask whatever you will, and it will done for you. Two important things there. We need a continuous connection. Remain in him. Not an occasional flirtation with God, where God's kind of a hobby, and everything else is kind of God fits in when everything else is done. No, remain in me. Let's build that connection, make it authentic. And secondly, my word remains in you. See, this is the prerequisite to breakthrough prayer. So if you haven't got a scriptural mindset, then some of your prayers are going to miss the mark. Number two, it's on your outline there. Refocus and see God. See, you, you see your barrier. You have to recalibrate your mind and see your God. Daniel chapter 9 verse 3 says, so I turned to the Lord. I turned and looked at him. I turned away from the situation. I looked at him. Daniel, having heard what the scriptures then began to see a big picture of God. And began to say, well, I turned to the Lord. I refocused on God. Sometimes we overfocus on what the barrier is instead of overfocusing on, and we can never overfocus on how big God is. They would begin to say, well, God, you've got my life. Proverbs 8 verse 17 says, I love those who love me and those who seek me find me. And we've been talking about asking, but I want to talk to you a little bit about seeking. 
And it's not seeking an answer, it's seeking after God. The Bible says that God rewards those who earnestly seek him. Some of us are seeking answers. You need to seek the one who gives the answers. Seek after him. Refocus on him. How's your relationship? This, you know, we, we, we've done, uh, what is it, eight weeks of the new year? I can't remember. But, you know, we're in the second month of the new year. How's your relationship going with God? Is it the same? Are we, are we sliding into a malaise that where we were last year? Or are we seeking after God in 2020? You know, how's your relationship? Let's refocus on God, because seeking after God, not just seeking answers, but seeking Him earnestly. Again, we're talking about a mind stronghold here. That thing that you need breakthrough is not bigger than God. It will never be bigger than God, and God has insight for you. Number three, be genuine about what you're asking for. Daniel chapter 9 verse 3 says, so I turned to the Lord, I refocused on him, and then he said, I pleaded with God in prayer, in petition, in fasting, and in sackcloth and ashes. Daniel poured out his heart, and he demonstrated that he was serious about it. I've got a friend named Jason, many of you know him, and he he always says, I've got a rule with my grandchildren. They ask, ask me three times for something before I give it to them. Well, they asked him 10 times for a toy. And when we were in the United States, we had to tromp all the way around these shops looking for this one particular toy that I didn't even never heard of. It was called Ryan's World, which I'm thinking, they named a toy after me. I didn't even know it. And, you know, and they're looking for Ryan's World. It's something on YouTube. And it's this doofus thing. But he said, they've asked me for it, but they've asked me over and over again for it. You know yourself. If you just had casually asked for God for something, sometimes in his grace he gives it to you. But you know that Jesus taught that sometimes there's a little bit of knocking that has to go on. You know that sometimes you're like the widow that has to keep persisting a little bit. And you know yourself, if somebody asks you for something and they just ask once, you think, oh, they can't be that serious about it. Here, Daniel changes his routine. He stops eating. I mean, come on, let's put fasting back on the agenda a little bit. He says, this is serious enough for me to change my routine. When we're really serious about something, then when we begin to say, God, this is an issue to me, then he begins to test your heart, refine your heart, and begins to push through. So you want some things, but how serious are you to want it? If you ask for something once, it might not change. If you ask and make something a a change in your routine, I'm not saying you've got to fast forever, but you might say, you know what, for the next little while of this particular time, I'm going to change my routine, maybe through fasting or through something, that I'm going to say, God, I'm showing you this is serious to me. Do you remember in... In Mark chapter 9, you remember when the, the disciples were trying to cast out an impure spirit from a boy. And Jesus actually says, this doesn't come out except by prayer and fasting. Uh, you know, this, this isn't just a quick, oh, heal that lad. This is a dig into that. Now, my observation from that is that Jesus didn't have time to, oh, this doesn't come out by prayer and fasting. Let me go away and fast for a while. My observation is that he must have had a life of prayer and fasting so he could do it. 
So my observation to us is that we need to be genuine and serious and not just wish listy people if we're going to push through. Oh, I wish that that would happen. No, if you're really serious about it, you'll change your routine. You'll begin to dig in and say, God, what is your mind on this? You see, we often talk about breakthrough, but we've got to dig in and push through in order for that to come. Number four, thank God for his promises. In Daniel chapter 9, verse 4, it says, I prayed to the Lord and God, God and confessed, Lord, you are great and you are awesome, who keeps his covenant of love to those who love him, who keeps his commandments. Verse 9, actually, in the chapter says this, the Lord our God is merciful and forgiving, even though we've rebelled against him. I want you to notice something. Daniel hasn't asked for anything yet. He's not asked for a thing. He's just basically getting his mindset right. He's saying, God, uh, what does your word say? God, what are you like? God, I, I want to be serious about this. God, I, I want to dig into your promises. He hasn't asked anything yet. All of praying for a breakthrough is a recalibration of our attitude and mind to begin to say, my worldview is fueled by you, Lord. Otherwise, we're as shallow as the Ikea people saying, this book can change your life. I've been to Ikea. I've been there. I can tell you it won't change your life. It's nice, but it won't change your life. And then fifthly, Daniel confessed his sin. Daniel said, look, we've sinned, we've done wrong, we've been wicked, we've rebelled. And, and to pray for a breakthrough, really, we have to begin to say, one of the things that's really important is that we say, God, is there anything between me and you? You know, it's the Psalm 139 prayer, search me, O oh God. Have I picked up an attitude that actually the reason my breakthrough isn't coming is because my attitude's not there. There's something that, that you haven't been able to answer because I've actually held a grudge against someone. And I want to say to you today, please don't leave church today with a grudge about somebody. If they are not here, come and bring it and just pray about it. And as soon as you can, go and sort that out. You've got to pray. If we're going to pray for breakthrough, we've got to have a clean heart to God. And one of the things I want you to notice, if you've got a Bible, in verses 16 and 17... Uh, in this prayer, Daniel says, Lord, in keeping with all your righteous acts, turn your anger away from Jerusalem and your city, your holy hill, and uh, the iniquities of our ancestors have made here, and made your people an object of scorn. Now, God, hear our prayers and petitions from your servant. Verse 17, for your sake, look with favor on the desolation of your sanctuary. And I just want to say to you, that we have to care about our city. We have to care about... Daniel prayed about, he prayed about location. And I want to say to you, you have to pray for your church. That this, this sanctuary, which actually isn't the building, it's you. That, that we pray for our church. How often do you pray for your church? Are you too busy praying for you and your life and your comfort? But you need to pray for your church. You need to pray for your leaders. You need to pray for your ministers. I, I am not ashamed to ask you. I need your prayers. 
I need you. In fact, I really need you this week. You know, so, uh, you know, there's nothing particularly wrong, but we've just got lots of things going on. So how much are you praying for your city? How much are you praying for your university? How much are you praying for your location? Or is it that you kind of say, well, I go to church, I access that, and God, my breakthrough is here, that I need this. Actually, it doesn't work like that. It's, uh, God, I care about things, and I'm talking to you about them. And that's how God breaks through. So let's confess our sin. Let's confess the things. Everybody, if you've got a Bible, we'll go to the last point is that continuous prayer is needed. Breakthrough prayer will come, but it takes continuous prayer. Daniel 9 verse 20 says this. While I was speaking and praying, confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and making requests to the Lord my God for at his holy hill. Do you see how continuous that is? Do you see that, that he keeps on? Doesn't the New Testament say pray without ceasing? You know, we've got to begin to live in an atmosphere and a posture of prayer. While I was still in prayer, Gabriel, the man I had seen earlier in the earlier vision, he came to me in swift flight and at the time of the evening sacrifice, he instructed me and said, Daniel, now I've come to give you insight and understanding. And as soon as you began to pray, a word went out, which I have come now to tell you, for you are highly esteemed. Therefore, consider the word and understand the vision. Very last thing I want to say to you today is we have to trust God for his way and for his timing. For it's often that whilst we are speaking and continuing in prayer, that his way and his timing comes. You see, as you pray, he's going to say, now I want you to do this. And you might think, what's that got to do with the answer? But as you walk in his way, the answer opens up. Please, would you mind standing just for a moment? Hey, I, I just want to just coach you through this breakthrough prayer. Some of you, listen, when, when pastors speak about breakthrough, it can be so not compassionate. I know that some of you have waited for some things a long time. I've got some unresolved things in my life. But one of the things I've tried to say to you today is, get a scriptural mindset about it. What does this word say about what you're praying for? I've tried to say, listen, focus on God. Why don't we just do that now? If, if you're comfortable doing this, why don't you just lift your hand to God and say, God, I, I want to look to you. But then we say, if, you, if you're really serious about it, you're going to change your routine. And that might involve fasting, but it's got to involve some serious about it. Lord, this is an issue to me. I want you to know that this is an issue to me. That you begin to ask more than just the odd, oh God, I wish you'd do this. But you've also got to base all of your prayers on his promises. He's faithful. We've sang about his faithfulness today. Can I just speak this over you, into you? God is faithful. For those of you who are seeking something, can you say an amen to this? God 
is faithful. That's his promise to you. And if there's anything in the way, if there's, if there's something that we need to say, oh, God, I need to let that go. Why don't you let it go now? Holy Spirit. One of the things about breakthrough prayer is sometimes you're not praying on your own. And in a few moments, we're going we're gonna to sing a song. And then if you have a situation that's ongoing that you would just like us to stand with you on and, and make a statement about that, I'm going to ask you to leave the seat where you're standing. Just come and stand. And one of our prayer team, we're just going to pray. And, and, you know, that may be the start of it. It may be the finish of it. But it may be at the middle of it. But we want to stand with you because I want you to know something today. Not just as a birthday card wish. You are not alone. That's what God promises. So let's sing today. And then I'm going to come back and call you forward. And and for some of you, it might be you just want to take communion and say, God, I'm keeping on with this. Come on, let's worship him for a few minutes. We've got some minutes just to worship him. I've timed it this way so that we could spend a few moments in worship. Because we care about your breakthrough.